We have to interrupt this pre-recorded broadcast to bring to you for the first time today, Vegan Radio. Thank you, thank you. Better late than never, I guess. Yes. Better Nate than lover. We got more time to eat my salad, so thank you. <laughs> We're sorry for all you stoners out there to have to interrupt your little show, but it's on every other week. And this week is reserved specifically for veganism. Why did you just call them stoners? It's oh. the drug truth. Oh. Yeah, they're talking about medical marijuana and stuff. Oh. Yeah, opposite from uh, Vegan Radio for our podcast listeners out there is the drug truth every other Thursday that we're not on. Um, I don't know who scheduled us opposite of the drug truth, seeing that we're all straight-edge vegans here. <laughs> Food is a drug, though. Food is a drug, especially chocolate. Not my chocolate. And chocolate can be vegan, yeah, you for can those never. of you out there who think it can't be. <laughs> try to, just try it's and a take plant. chocolate, I dare you. Coco. Coco is a plant. And speaking of Coco Motions, we have... Cookbook author Joanne Stepanek. She dropped the N. Oh, it's just Joe Stepanek. Joe Stepanek. Right. Panic. All right. Him. Gonna make a kid? Yeah. Well, we had some uh, mishaps this morning. I forgot to bring Joe's phone number with me, so we had to go back to Northampton to get it. And that's why we're late. And that's the drug truth. And that's the drug truth because I was really stoned and I forgot it, man. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Joe on. Joe. Bring I'm Joe. I'm sorry. On. Yeah, we're a little disorganized. We had a big fundraiser last night for the vegan bus, and uh, we were all up late having fun eating vegan pizza. It went over smashingly. We had hula hooping. Hula we hooping. had fire spinning. We had two kinds of vegan pizza. Well, we had more than two kinds, but we had oh, yeah. raw vegan pizza and. Uh, cooked vegan pizza, and there was a couple variations of each. Or there was a few variations of the cooked one, and a couple variations of the raw. And it, I like the one with the mango. That was amazing. The mango. The mango. Yeah, mango. That was a uh, one of the cooked ones. Yeah. Done by our vegan chef Heather Bargeron. Heather Bargeron Fantastic. from Evolution. Shout out to her, and shout out to Eden Love, the raw chef who came in and made the incredible raw pizzas. And we had. Uh, what else did we have? We had Rusty Bell, the band, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the members of Rusty Bell is going to be joining our little vegan bus excursion to Burning Man, Jazer. He'll be supplying the accordion music on our bus. And Megan Labonte, hula hoop queen of Northampton, uh, has signed on to come to Burning Man with us. Yep. And soon uh, we will be posting some videos of Megan and I hula hooping because I know all of our <laughs> listeners. I know, I know everybody's <laughs> chomping at the bit for those. <laughs> Don't be jealous because I've got <laughs> hips that flow like water. And uh, wow, Derek, you're going down a very dark path over lips. there. I know you have lips that flow like water. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know I'm sexy. <laughs> I'm too sexy for the show, really. I don't know what I'm doing here. Really? Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, Derek, he also auctioned people off. Oh, yeah, we had a date auction. And, uh, I don't know if he sold very well, though. I did we had, pretty good. We had, we had to keep talking him up. How, how much? Megan, Megan bought two dates last night. I uh, did. <laughs> a vegetarian and a vegan. It's true. I'm going to take them yeah. out both at the same time. Well, I'm glad you stepped in. There were too many monogamous couples there. Yeah. yeah. Megan's, you people, Megan's give up monogamy. You can, you can take part in these date auctions. Dive into polygamy with... with uh, 
Just dive right in there. <laughs> Just dive right in there. <laughs> you have before. Why not now? So how much? What, how much was the highest price you paid for one of those guys? Um, I paid I think thirty, thirty or thirty five for Jazer, and then for Hodges I think twenty or something. So I got twenty seven fifty, and so I'm right in the middle. <laughs> In the middle of those two younger, cuter guys, so <laughs> I don't feel so bad. I would have joined that auction, but I, I fear rejection. And uh, actually, a guy. Thankfully, Derek <laughs> didn't auction me off. I was not. I was feeling under the weather. I got one by a guy, so I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. You got one by the guy from Primate Fiasco. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought that Sharon won you. Uh, she was. She. She wouldn't go above twenty-five. So. Really. Yeah. I, she. She was trying. I think she really wanted me. <laughs> I was. I woke up this morning and I was like, "Wow, well, I should have had like a second date auction, and then she could have had a date with me too." Oh yeah, spread, I feel bad letting spread people yourself down. around. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Got to increase my odds of <laughs> finding that perfect someone. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can get a banjo lesson out of it. Yeah, banjo lesson. Or Who knows? One. I don't know. Who knows what'll happen with me and Dave? <laughs> <laughs> but you're sure to hear it first on Vegan Radio. <laughs> and our next event that we have coming up. August 2nd? August 2nd, we have another vegan bus fundraiser. Oh, so last night we raised uh, $900, which was pretty good for an event we just announced uh, less than a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on August, we're so on top of August 2nd, so we're announcing this one way ahead of time now. August 2nd, which is a Thursday, which will also be our next vegan radio show, um, we're having a fundraiser at the Eagles Club in Northampton, uh, which is on Pleasant Street, and it's going to be Shakazoba, the Afrobeat Ensemble, which has now has two vegans in their band of... Hodges 20, and who else? 20 or 30 people. Um, the drummer, Keith, went vegan three weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Keith. That's so great. I was just talking with him a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you helped influence oh, him, too. Oh, maybe I did. And he says he feels better than he's ever felt, and uh, he's got a lot more energy... So, listeners out there, could happen to you. You could get out of your doldrums and into vegan, vegan fitness. Vegan heaven. <laughs> vegan that ecstasy. Drumstick down. Every day is an epiphany as a vegan, let me tell you. Let me tell you, listeners. And you can be smart and witty like me, too. So, uh, Scott has uh, got some news stories up here for us. Um, what do you want to talk about, Scotty? Uh, let's take a look at, well, we just want to send out our concerns and our uh, for uh, Dennis Kucinich, who suffered food poisoning in Florida. Food poisoning? Yep. How does a vegan get food poisoning? Well, uh, maybe from eating veggie booty. tainted spinach that <laughs> was, maybe they held it for a year and, you know, decided to whip it out just when Dennis came around. I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe someone got, accidentally put some gator in his salad or something. So he doesn't know what the source was? No. Not yet. He was hospitalized. Flown back to Washington. I think George Bush snuck something into his uh, <laughs> food. That might be what well, happened. It comes in the wake of his criticizing uh, John Edwards and Hillary Clinton for uh, oh, colluding. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Colluding about what? Um, well, you know, Hillary's <laughs> got some people who might be able to limit these debates to somewhat more serious uh, you know, participants. He yeah, thought it people, was a slight. People who don't have billions of dollars can't, yeah. can't get into these things. Oh, well, I hope you feel better, Dennis. I know you're one of our big listeners. And, uh, <laughs> and we hope you didn't get poisoned by the Clintonostra. One of our short, big listeners. And uh, say hi to your wife for us. Um, what else we got, Scotty? 
Yeah, who is this? Yeah. Who Flying is this? High on who is this? Gun? What is this one? <laughs> I liked that one. It's uh, there's a, a you know an airline company is looking at using algae to produce their uh, fuel from now on. Oh, we got a call there. Oh, I hope it's Dennis. Do you want to talk about that while I answer the phone? Not especially. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll look, I'll look at the story. You want me to turn the monitor towards you? You could do that, or I could do my stand-up routine. Let's see. Oh, here we oh, are. Not your stand-up routine again. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's New Zealand Air. An airline manufacturer, Boeing, uh, they're working with a uh, biofuel developer named Aquaflow, and they're uh, they're gonna. What are they doing? Gosh, they're using these big ponds full of algae, bacterial pond scum, they call it, actually, and uh, it's the photosynthesis of sunlight and carbon dioxide in on nutrient-rich water sources such as sewage ponds. Wow, excellent! So, so this is even better than doing like vegetable oil or biodiesel. This is like. Even more environmental, wouldn't you say? Yeah, apparently. They're, um, well, it's one way that they can uh, reduce the carbon footprint of, uh, of the fuels that they're going to be using. They've got something really awesome. So we'll uh, cover that more as it develops. But uh, <laughs> right now, the, the, the uh, details are sketchy. <laughs> but I just kind of liked it because it was about veg- vegetable matter being used in yet another way to kind of... Oh, it's, it's totally cool. Yeah. Um, but- I think that though, um, what if there's like then the people who eat blue green algae? Then there's like a shortage for them though. I don't know if they're <laughs> eating blue green algae from sewage ponds. <laughs> oh, it's oh, this is from sewage ponds. Yes, and it's you know it's not it's called bacterial <laughs> pond scum, so it might not really be algae, which I think is a plant. Blue green algae. Yeah, so good good for virgin fuels. Maybe they'll change their name to vegan fuels. Nice. Yeah, that'd be lovely. And then we have one more story. See where it says Petra Nemkova? You know who she is? Yeah. Yeah, click on her. I'll tell you something about Petra. <laughs> listeners, Ooh, listeners, she's a supermodel. You should know that I have no computer skills whatsoever. <laughs> That's right. What's a tab? <laughs> click? What is it? Uh, um, so Petra, who is, uh, according to this photograph, quite um, symmetrical and beautiful, uh, is a supermodel, and she has become a vegan. Her reasoning, she read up on the planet's fish problems. Uh, she is uh, from the Czech Republic. And she gave up meat and dairy in February because she wants to set an example and help save ocean life. Give up meat and dairy in February. Yep. She she's, says... Uh, she's a hottie. She's a vegan hottie, I got to tell you. That's right. She's from the Czech Republic, so let me try my best Czech accent. I became quite green. <laughs> I have a very strong connection to nature. And I read that if we fish the way we fish in 2048, there will be no more fish left, which is pretty soon. So it's a statement. Yeah, wow. 2048. Some of us are still going to be alive in that year. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I might be alive then. Mm-hmm. If I keep keep up my good good ways. Yep. You'll my wholesome lifestyle. You'll come your, your, raw, your raw vegan <laughs> diet that, except for scones and coffee. I don't have scones anymore. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm down to just the coffee. <laughs> well, you got to taste the scones if you're cooking. Megan forced me to eat a big piece of cooked pizza last night. Oh, <laughs> Now I'm all bound up. Yeah, I was wondering why your arm was so twisted looking. <clears throat> yeah, well, I went to yoga this morning. And I'm feeling a little better. All right. <laughs> and that's why I'm breathing. <sighs> so you know what? We don't have much time. Let's let's. I know call we got to get Joanne and uh, uh, Joe. Joe. Joe Stepanik. And Joe. Maybe we'll find out why she, why she dropped the Anne. Um, so I was going to play a little song to to pass us through the time while I call her and. Uh, 
Why do I always say things that don't make sense? I would love to be able to answer that question, my friend. I'd love to know that answer. Uh, the, the, so that phone call was like some guy from Verizon or something calling to uh, <laughs> sell advertising. No way. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of a radio show. He's like, um, but I just want to confirm that you said about it. Bye-bye. Persistent. Oh, bye-bye. All right, here we go. This is uh, Megan's favorite song ever, Cancer Food. You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite song when I was like 17 to 20. I thought it was so cool. And you thought you were so cool. And I thought I was, oh, I thought I was very cool. And yet <laughs> I was just a young fool. <laughs> and the band is, uh, they eat their own for anyone interested. Yeah. Um, Joe, jo, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Excellent. We have Joe Stepanik. From cookbooks such as the Uncheese Cookbook and Vegan Vittles. And Some of my personal favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Megan and I went uh, vegan, uh, what is it, 12 years now? 12 years. Yeah, 12 years ago, and your cookbooks were uh, staples for us back then. Still right. are. Still are. Still are, and they've been <laughs> re-released uh, recently. Yes, uh, both of them, actually, and uh, Vegan Vittles is totally redone and hot off the press. Great. Yeah, we got a copy of that, and uh, I was looking through it. looks great. Have you changed a lot of the recipes or just updated them? Uh, recipes have been updated, and a whole lot of new ones have been added. There are all new animal stories and animal portraits so that readers are reminded of why they are vegan. Lots of new uh, veganisms, uh, little quotes throughout, too, and new introductory material, lots of new stuff. And a whole new layout, too. It looks beautiful. Looks very modern. Yeah. <laughs> it's very mad. So I noticed that um, a lot of the, I think the original one had real farm animal pictures in it, and now you have, um, like, drawings of... Well, these 
uh, are actually artist-rendered drawings of uh, photographs of the real animals from Farm Sanctuary. We just wanted to give them a, a special portrait, so we had an artist do renderings of them, but these are the actual animals and the act, their actual stories. Did you change the animals from the first book? Oh, yes, they're all new animals. <laughs> So real these are ones, but all new, and uh, they were they were real ones in the original book as well, um, and these are all new stories as well too. Yeah, I was just out at Farm Sanctuary last weekend, so. Oh well, yeah. that's great. I'll tell you, it there's nothing like meeting the animals in person to remind us why we're vegan, and they're, they're just it's just such a heartwarming and magical place. Yeah, it really helps you uh, stay rooted in your veganism. I think to actually meet farm animals and see what they're like and their individual personalities and all you know it really it really stands out how how much more similar they are to you than different i think absolutely and people who aren't vegan and who have an opportunity to meet them and see their unique personalities as you mentioned to see that they're not just clones but these are real live individuals can persuade somebody without much convincing that's the way to go. Joe, do you also have a book, um, is it Becoming Vegan? Being Vegan. Being Vegan. Yes. Um, that was uh, written several years ago, and it was based on a number of the questions that I've gotten through my Ask Joe column uh, that has printed, been printed in a variety of different places and uh, is now just available online through the EarthSafe newsletter. But it was a compilation of common questions that I've gotten over the years. It's a resource for people who want to be vegan or are curious. Yes, that and in particular the Vegan Source book, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah. The Vegan Source book came out before being vegan, and it's really just covers all of the basic information. It also has some. Uh, a recipe section in it, but it covers the basic philosophy and uh, also some uh, general nu- nutrition information that was uh, prepared by Jenny Messina, who's a registered dietitian. So that gives people the foundation for uh, being vegan. And then being vegan, with the follow-up, gives people support and answers questions that many new vegans have. Yeah, I really like the source book. I've recommended it to a lot of people because it's got, it starts out even with like the history of veganism and like the first vegans and then, you know, talks just a lot about the ethics and, and ev- everything, like anything, if you're vegan or you're become or you're, you know, becoming a vegan, it's like any kind of questions or um, anything. It's like, in, it feels like it's in that book, you know, it, <laughs> it is just a great reference. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Yeah, that was the first place that um, the history of veganism was published straight from the source of the founders. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I have a, a random question. How did you get started, um, like with your Uncheese cookbook? Where did you, did you use um, something as inspiration to start like making cheeses from nuts and agar and like where did that all, where did that inspiration come from? Well, I had um, been a vegetarian for a very long time before I became vegan. When I decided to become vegan, almost everybody told me, well, I could never do that. I could never give up cheese. But I had been using nutritional yeast since um, the 70s, 
And I loved it. And to me, it seemed like a very cheesy food. I also, in, in researching the history of nutritional yeast, I found out that the people at the farm, the first, probably the only uh, vegan community, intentional community in the United States, um, had started using nutritional yeast. They were the first ones to bring it into the marketplace as a source of B12 for their community. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was only used by uh, commercial processing uh, food manufacturers to get a cheesy taste in their products. So I had originally thought, oh, I'm going to create a nutritional yeast cookbook. But a friend of mine had developed um, a, a cheese alternative on his own, and it was delicious, very similar to my G Whiz spread. Mm-hmm. But his was based uh, with cashew butter, and it had about a billion calories per teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I better come up with something lower in fat and calories. And as I was preparing my nutritional yeast recipes, I realized that I could develop so many more cheese recipes, and why not just make a cheese book? or written, in this case, an uncheesed book. Right. So it just sort of happened. <laughs> it just kind of happened. It just sort of happened, and I began almost like a, a chemistry lab in my kitchen, testing out all different kinds of ingredients to see how they would react together and what kind of results I could get. A true food scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so back, back when you wrote that book, there wasn't really any vegan cheese alternatives, and now, now the market's getting kind of saturated with a bunch of different ones. That's true. There were none on the market. And I really think that the Uncheese Cookbook doesn't get credited as much as it should for having um, sort of inspiring all of these products. But for the most part, the commercial Uncheeses, um, and, and I use that term loosely, that I have tried, don't compare to ones that you can make in your own kitchen because you can really control the ingredients, you can control the seasonings, and I think that they are um, less oily feeling and less oily tasting. Hmm. And, of course, if you want them richer, you can make them richer at home. Right. And they're, you know, they're unprocessed or less processed. Guaranteed fresh. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Can't get fresher than your own kitchen. So this brings (laughs) up a funny side note, which is uh, when I mentioned that I like nutritional yeast as a supplement, people are always like, well, isn't yeast an animal? (laughs) Yes. Well, that that, uh, question came up not too long ago on my discussion board, and it was was kind of humorous. A person was was concerned about eating yeast and and, um, didn't understand that veganism is about not causing harm to sentient beings, and yeast are not sentient beings. Somebody replied, and, and I, I said, you know, yeasts are everywhere. They're in the air. They're on our bodies. And someone said, well, heaven forbid this person would get a yeast infection. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Just let it run wild. Charge rent. <laughs> <laughs> Free-range yeast. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Well, how long have you been a vegan anyway? Uh, I've been vegan uh, 26 years. Wow. wow. Going on 27 yeah, and do you see people are more... I've been vegetarian uh, well over 40 years, so wow. that's giving away my age a bit. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> but I became um, vegetarian as a child, and um, and again, it was equally difficult being vegetarian back then as it 
as it was when I became vegan 26 years ago. Because back uh, when I became vegetarian, there were none of the commercial products available that that are available today. It's like Howard Lyman talks about that. Even like 15 years ago, like vegan ice creams, like what was there really out there? And now there's like all these competing flavors. It just keeps like more and more vegan products just keep coming into the market. But uh, yeah, it was really, I just can't imagine how... Yeah, it just seemed like it would be very hard years ago. And people now are like, oh, I can't be vegan. It's too hard. It's like, how could you not be vegan in this area? There's so many products available. And then you, and if you, you know, you could just eat beans and rice if, if you want to be simple. But it's like there just seems to be every like replacement product you could think of. You are so right, Megan. And it's, it's hilarious <laughs> to me. I hear the same thing. People go, oh, it would be so hard. And I think, are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> you know what I went through 26 years ago? <laughs> right. I had to make my own cheese cookbook, for God's sake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make my own cheese cookbook. You can, like, go in and get, like, any vegan cheese you want right now. That's funny. So what what were the updates you did from the original uncheese cookbook to the to the new version? Well, I made a lot of the recipes more allergy friendly so that there are options for people who cannot have soy and who cannot have gluten. And I included uh, an allergy box with each recipe so that people can see up front what each recipe is uh, contains or is free of, and there's also an allergy index in the book. So if somebody is seeking recipes that are free of soy products, they can go to that allergy index and find all the recipes in the book that they can have. Uh, so that was a big update. We also have a, a wonderful new introduction by Vasanto Molina about dairy products, um, who is also a well-known registered dietitian. And we have new recipes and new variations too so there's a lot of a lot of new things in the book and some some of the recipes from the original are not in this one and the same with vegan vittles there are just a few so if people have the original book they definitely want to get the new one but hang on to your old one because they're out of print <laughs> mm. and they they won't oh they are Uh-oh. oh my god we've got collector's <laughs> items on our shelves i gotta get exactly. my, my copy back from megan <gasps> <laughs> Stop. yeah so a lot of there's a lot more research on just how bad dairy is has come out in those years too yes and it's it's um coming out more and more all the time it's just incredible to me um, how many changes have occurred over the years since both the original Uncheese and um, the original Vegan Vittles have come out. And even since the Vegan Source book has come out, um, the term vegan is, is almost mainstream. People know it. They know what it means. They know how to pronounce it, uh, which I remember when they didn't. Um, <laughs> Are you still run into those people? <laughs> well, yeah, they're still around. <laughs> but to even hear the term on a television program or newscast and it's pronounced correctly and they don't have to follow it with a definition is just incredible to me. Yeah. You know, of course, as you mentioned, all of the products, we have really created a marketplace and vegans are now a force to be reckoned with in the marketplace because manufacturers know that there is a market for our, for products that we want. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, good ones too. We it have good always surprises products. me when some 
It was like Morning Star. Somebody started making, you know, they had vegan. I don't know what company it was. But Morning was, Star uses egg whites, so it wasn't them. There was one company that had vegan stuff, and then they started putting oh, like whey or something that's into it. like Eves or something. Yeah. Oh, there are Light a couple Life. companies yeah, that have done that. It's like, what are you thinking? I know. <laughs> you just like lost a million customers overnight. Yeah, and hopefully they will feel that pinch and um, realize that that was a mistake. Um, I want to know what your favorite recipe is Uh-oh. in Vegan Vittles and the Uncheese Cookbook. What are your most favorite? Just one. Just one. Exactly. one. <laughs> oh my well let's see megan always likes to do this to our guests so. <laughs> oh that's cruel <laughs> i just like to talk about food she's got all. a cruel streak joe <laughs> <laughs> well let me see um let me think about the the new recipes that i've added i really like my stuffed pepper recipe it's simple and it's one of those old-fashioned ones but it's new to the book and it is very good but as far as um which book is that in Pardon me? Which book is the pepper? That's in Vegan Vittles. Vegan Vittles, okay. Um, one of my favorite recipes that is in both books is my crock cheese. Mm. Oh. If you haven't had that, it is so good. It's it, The name came from, um, I don't know if, if when you had dairy products, that if you ever went to a restaurant and they served you a cheddar spread in the, uh, one of those brown crock pottery oh, yeah, type things. Mm-hmm. This recipe was designed to taste like a cheddar spread like that. Mm. And Sounds it's good. so easy to make. It's really one of my all-time favorite recipes, um, when it's, especially when it's made with tofu. I do have a white bean variation for people who cannot have soy. I love the tofu one. Okay. Uh, that's one of my absolute it's favorite. It's all-time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Oh, my, I've got so many. I'm looking at this and going, well, I like this one and this one. Uh, <laughs> so you've, we've, we've only been focusing on a couple of your books, but you've got a, like probably 100 or 200 cookbooks out there now, do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have um, 16 books oh, you do? Um, that I've written or co-authored. And they're not all um, cookbooks, but um, many of them are. But I do have the text like a vegan source book and um, being vegan and we also have raising vegetarian children which I wrote in conjunction with Santo Molina and um, that does have recipes in it but it is a wonderful support for parents uh, and for kids too who are the only vegetarian or vegan in their family and that book is actually vegan it says vegetarian in the title but um, it is of course um, 100% vegan in both its approach and the recipes. Were you and, um were you upset by the New York Times article Death by Veganism? Oh, uh, well, we just viewed that as totally absurd because that had nothing to do with veganism. It yeah. had to do with irresponsible parenting and no child at uh that very young age should be given solid foods anyway that child should have been on breast milk so that had nothing to do with veganism it was an, a very sad and unfortunate distortion yeah since you've you've written a lot of cookbooks and then you've written books about vegan issues with families um what would you like to get across to our listeners i'd say like about raising a vegan family or vegan ethics like 
Is there anything that is really important to you? Well, it's a complex issue um, because there are many ways to look at family matters because there are there are sometimes parents who are vegan and want to raise their children vegan and then sometimes you have situations where a child wants to be vegan and the parents are not and, and various permutations of that um, whole scenario but veganism is a gift in so many ways to children it's a gift of ethics it's a gift of giving children grounding important values that they can keep with them for the rest of their lives. And it also is a way to guide children toward healthful eating. And what better present can parents offer their children than the gift of health? So the combination of solid grounding values and a lifetime of good health are probably the best things parents could give, and there should be no question that veganism is a wonderful way to raise children and to um, bond a family together. Hear, hear. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, there is so much research. There's concern that, oh, I, this has to be done so carefully. Um, there's you know, so many nutrients that we would be afraid of missing. But if we look at the current epidemic of obesity among adolescents and the health problems that begin in the early years of childhood, including heart disease, we can see that the current way of eating, what many of us call the SAD, Standard American Diet, is causing enormous health problems. Therefore, almost any change toward a healthful diet could only create improvement. Yeah, I think it's, there's definitely, there's that myth or that stereotype out there that like, well, oh, you know, if you want to be vegan as an adult, well, that's your choice and that's great and you can do it in a healthy way. But, you know, if you're a small child, that's, that's child abuse. That's like, they just won't be getting the nutrition that they need. And so it's nice to hear you saying, you know, it's, it's, that's the best way you could raise your child. It is absolutely. And it's so sad that our culture has been manipulated in so many ways by um, corporations that produce these products, uh, that the meat producers, for example, the dairy industry, for example. If people actually looked into how our food groups, our food pyramid and the original four food groups came about, they would see that this was not based on any type of medical evidence or science, nutrition science, but it was based on corporate payouts and influence. And we are taught that these foods are essential, and we're taught that in school. We're taught it from early childhood ourselves. So it's no wonder that it's a myth that is very difficult to break. All right. As I mean, things are going forward in a lot of ways. I mean, where do you think do you think that uh, veganism is catching on both socially and in in terms of uh, diets for say, things like school lunches and stuff? Is that is that becoming more pervasive? Do you think that's actually progressing? Oh, absolutely. I think we're making great headway. We're making great strides, and we have so much um, to be positive and optimistic about. Um, of course, we're not fully there, but. Uh, just the fact that these issues about school lunches can be brought up. Um, and granted, in, in certain parts of the country, it's going to be more difficult than others. 
but vegan food is getting on the menu, and we're starting to get things like uh, harmful foods, like, or if you can even call them foods, uh, soda pop machines and fast food um, machines out of schools, and parents are starting to protest, and that's a good thing. Um, so, you know, I think that veganism is definitely here to stay. I, our culture and manufacturers have seen that this is not a, a phenomenon that is a fad, um, that there are people definitely committed to it, and it's not just a young person's phase that they're going through, but people do become vegan and stay with veganism from all ages through old age. There are even nursing homes that are uh, <laughs> being required to offer vegan food. So. Yay! <laughs> Pretty soon there'll be an all-vegan nursing home. Oh, wouldn't that be great to know? <laughs> that would be great. I don't know if I'd want to end up there, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll all be uh, healthy and have all our faculties and won't need to end up there, but it would be good to know if that was an option if it was yeah. necessary. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on our show, Joanne. You're really one of our... Uh, Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> the, so you dropped the N. <laughs> is there a story behind that, or do you want not want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, no, that's just... Oh, Joe has always been my um, nickname, and it's, um, it's what my husband knew me as when we met. And when I started writing books, I thought I had to be very formal. Oh. And... Um, I didn't realize at the time that I could actually even use a pseudonym. I didn't have to be formal. <laughs> so um, I finally got to um, an age of maturity where I realized, oh, the heck with it. I can go by whatever name I want. That's right. And, All um, right. <laughs> so that's what I decided to do. Got rid of that, Anne. Yeah, it's kind of tough, though, getting people to switch <laughs> over if they know me from I know. Um, my early books where I, I had the more formal approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Beck, that's that's when we were first introduced to you, and uh, you've definitely been a big inspiration for us, and it's great to finally get a chance to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Well, it's wonderful yeah, to hear, you. and I really appreciate being on your show. Yeah, well, we'll have you on again. Next time you have a book come out, let us know. I and certainly we'll will. Thank you. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Does Joe have a website? Oh, I'm sure she does. <laughs> uh, Google.com question mark query equals Joe Stepaniak. I don't know. Or, uh, it's, uh, you can check Vegan Radio show notes. We'll have that up there when the podcast goes up. And I, I do, I, I highly suggest getting the new Uncheese cookbook or the new Vegan Vittles because... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, there are still recipes that I use from the Uncheese cookbook today. So I've been using them for 12 years. Whenever I make lasagna or pizza, I still use her recipes. Oh, yeah. She's she's amazing. The three-cheese lasagna. Yep. We've eaten that many times. Cool. Now I'm going to have to actually read these books. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <clears throat> next uh, show is August 2nd, and we're having our fundraiser August 2nd also, but... August second, we're having Tanya K come back on. Uh oh. And I believe Rake from Rake and the Cavemen will be on the show too. We haven't got a confirmation on that yet, but hopefully. So it'll be kind of a Burning Man focused show. Is Tanya right. going to be in the studio? I wish. We'll have a little <laughs> Rake versus the creature action. <laughs> and um, so, and then the Thursday the second, if you live in Northampton or in New England or in New York, or if you have money to fly out here. 
come to our fundraiser. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Shaka Zoba, we're going to have a hula hoop duel with me and Megan Levante. And <laughs> um, the theme of the party is going to be LED, so we're going to have a lot of uh, blinking lights and things. You might want to wear your sunglasses for that. Yep. Be there or be a vegan square. That's all that we have to and, say. And uh, if you are listening to the drug truth, we're very sorry we interrupted you. <laughs> 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 but come to our fundraiser and maybe we'll help you out. All right. So we'll see you next time. And up next is Jay Deacon with Spirit. And you are listening to WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, Valley Free Radio. And also you might be listening to our podcast at veganradio.com check out theveganbus.com to find out about our vegan bus project go vegan go vegan we love you <laughs>